2: This is Bet Center on V the Sports Betting
5: Network. Welcome back in. It it's our final hour of V Bet Center on a Saturday night as we welcome the East Coast into your NFL Sunday morning. Back with Jeff Farls, I'm Ben Wilson. And uh, boy, howdy, has it been a day. Has it been a night on the show with Alabama going down, number one team in the country, losing outright as high as a 20 point favorite. To unranked Texas A&M knocking the tide off the number one team in the land. 41-38, first ever win in 25 tries for a former Nick Saban assistant coach in Jimbo Fisher. And uh, that is really capped. It's been just a, an unreal day in the college football landscape as a gets the win. You have NLDS postseason baseball going on. Dodgers now up 7-2 in the top of the eighth, looking to even the series 1-1 against the Giants. We have a fight underway, Jeff. We forgot about the fight, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, world heavyweight, about tonight. Wilder Fury three, just down the street from us at T-Mobile Arena. They started this fight five minutes early, Jeff. I don't know. They've decided Shocking I guess, we're ready. Upset. that's the biggest upset. That of the is the biggest upset of the night. Uh, cash that twelve to one ticket. Tyson Fury closes as high, Jeff, as minus three oh five behind us at Circa. Uh, you and I were, were we were watching that fight together with a couple other uh, V's, fellow Veasan employees, Wes Reynolds, Danny Burke. The final week uh, what, two weekends before the pandemic hit that, in twenty twenty. That, that, uh, uh, that
6: was that was a pretty solid destruction that Fury put on Wilder in that second fight. Again, we didn't expect to get a third fight of this, but uh uh Wilder uh was able to get the contract uh to uh actually be upheld and uh
5: here we go. And after push back Tyson Fury testing positive mm-hmm. for COVID this summer. So Jeff, you've got the, what, the alternate I, French I, I, stream, stream up Canal no, Plus. All right. I, I have no idea, but uh, we'll. we'll look Jeff at, just teleporting we'll, to, we'll, to Marseille We'll, right now we'll, to we'll keep, we'll keep
6: tabs on on that uh, if uh, if anything uh, anything crazy happens there.
2: <laughs>
5: Jeff, keeping tabs that. Uh, on that. Yeah. All right. We we have, and we rightfully neglected some of the NFL talk in hour number three because of. The seismic occurrence happening in the in the uh, NCAA football landscape with Texas A and M winning outright, But we will for the rest of the show uh, go through our thoughts, our uh, favorite plays on the NFL card for uh, for week number five. Mention how it starts early tomorrow morning. That is a, a reminder. Get your uh, get your picks in, especially for that Jets Falcons game, nine thirty on the East Coast, uh, going down there in London. So. Uh, Jeff, we won't be able to get to every game uh, naturally for the rest of the of the uh, show here, but we should go through the games. That, so we mentioned the fade or follow segment. We, we talked about the top two in Circa million, so let's roll through the other three that mo- the most of bettors in the contest have played so far in Circa Millions. I mentioned how number one, Carolina Panthers minus three at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers plus five and a half. On the road at Arizona. You and I both like those plays, contest plays uh, for me both. Here's where things will start to differ, though. The Tennessee Titans, number three, laying four and a half in Jacksonville. So much talk about the Urban Meyer uh, situation down there as uh, it has is, it is felt like a dire circumstance for the Jaguars, but they do have an extra few days of rest against a Tennessee team that just uh, blew all sorts of teasers and survivor opportunities last week with the outright loss at Jeff's team, the New York Jets. So, is this a mistake by so many people putting Tennessee minus four and a half in the contest? Yeah. So, we went with Jacksonville in the contest. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. boy. So, going against,
6: going against the herd on that, look, I, I Tennessee isn't really any good, and their injury report's a mess. They do get A.J. Brown back, which is pretty big, because they missed him dearly last week. I, I Ben, the Titans are pretty lucky to be two and two because they, that was a game that Seattle just choked away in week two to them. And I, I look the, the Jaguars. It's, they actually looked like a real football team on Thursday night against Cincinnati. They could have won that game. They probably should have won that game in Cincinnati last Thursday night. So I look, I, I, I think this game will be tight. The only problem with betting on Jacksonville is that they are horrible. Even though they look better on Thursday, uh, the Urban Meyer. Hey, the, I'm curious to see how the Urban Meyer thing plays out here. Is this going to be that the team just gives up because they don't want to play for him anymore, or is it like you know what, forget this guy? We're playing for ourselves. With the middle finger. Exactly. We're putting our big effort forward for us. We don't care about you. Forget
5: you. And the one thing I'll say to kind of support that and. You kind of venture into the, it gets a little sports talk radio-y when you're trying to figure out, all right, will they play for Urban? Very much so. Will they not play for Urban? But here's the one thing I'll say. Coming into the season, the biggest question I had, Jeff, about this Jacksonville team, specifically the offense with Trevor Lawrence, would be how much would Urban Meyer let his offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, actually scheme and actually play call? A guy who is a veteran presence in the NFL and Daryl Bevel knows what he's doing despite having a team that doesn't have a, a tremendous amount of talent but we've seen a pretty uh, pretty distinct switch in the way Jacksonville has approached things offensively. They clearly wanted Trevor Lawrence to, to showcase him as a traditional pocket-passing quarterback the first couple weeks of the season. That went horrifically bad because Trevor Lawrence is just flat-out not a good pocket-passing quarterback at this stage in his NFL career. But Jeff, they, they discovered the run the last couple weeks. And right now, second in rushing early-down success to this point. And as a result, they've really rode the hand of James Robinson, the running back, on early downs. And it's created short scenarios for them on second and third downs each of the past couple weeks. Uh, eighth in second down to go distance, seventh third down to go distance, which, you know, it helps when you don't have these third and longs that you put in Trevor Lawrence in, into those spots where he really struggled earlier in the season. So you combine that, and I think from this element, Jeff, I think Darrell Bevel Urban Myers in a position where he, he can't really be as authoritarian as he has been, at least earlier in the season. I think Darrell Bevel will... Be able to work his stuff. Continue to run the ball with James Robinson. And you mentioned Tennessee. Twenty-three players on the injury report this yeah. week. Twenty-three. <laughs> it's Twenty-three. Almost 23.
2: It. It's That's almost a, half the
5: roster, guys. Basically half the roster. And uh, look, this is a group. Not to belabor the point too much, but the twenty-sixth in defensive DVOA. They have given up their secondary nine hundred forty-four passing yards, eight touchdowns in four games. Uh, so for Tennessee, it is. At the very least, this feels like pretty good backdoor, potent, backdoor potential if you're Jacksonville. I would not be touching Tennessee and Survivor, though. We'll get to our Survivor thoughts later in the hour. I think this is a really dangerous game. It's not as simple as, oh, bounce-back spot. Uh, so I would also be fading the uh, consensus. This is a game I don't want any part of. Not going to touch it. You Maybe pick a side, Jeff. I think I'd lean with you and uh, and take Jacksonville. So that's the third... Uh, play Chargers minus two at home against the Browns and Bills plus two and a half Sunday night in Kansas city. Those are the two uh, final consensus plays, Jeff. And I know you've got these games in some form or fashion in, in some of your most uh, liked games this week. So let's start with the Sunday night game here, Ben,
6: because this is a doozy. This is a doozy and we're on Kansas city. So we're against the herd again here on this one. Look, could Buffalo go into Arrowhead and light up that horrible defense and win this game outright? Absolutely. That is 100% in play here. But, Ben, I think we're the, – the Bills are clearly the best team in the AFC East. They're clearly going to be in the playoffs. And they're clearly good. But how good are they? How much can we base off of what we've seen the first month? They lost to the Steelers at home. That's a really bad loss. They beat Miami, where Miami couldn't get out of their own way. I know they shut them out. Impressive. But Miami probably left about, I don't know, 14 points, 17 points mm-hmm. on the board in that game. Washington, they did whatever they wanted against that horrible secondary. And then last week, the Texans are barely in NFL team. This is a big step up in competition here to Kansas City. Now, the Chiefs defense is horrible. There's no arguing that. But I feel like that defense that hasn't been fully tested yet in Buffalo is not quite ready for the moment. Matt Milano being out is an issue. They a middle linebacker, Kansas City. I feel like you could be able to move the ball whatever they want in this game. And now can Buffalo keep up with them? They couldn't last year in the AFC title game. If they can here, they'll have a great chance to win this game. But I think in the end, Kansas City is just too much. Their offense gets themselves right, and also too Ben. We're kind of waiting for the moment where Kansas City's like, guys, we're still here. We're still one of the four or five best teams, if not the best team in the NFL still. Remember that defense two years ago before they went on that run at the end of the year in route to a championship was almost as bad as this one. They were were bottom five. They were really horrible that year until the last four weeks of the regular season and the three playoff games. I like Kansas City. I like them to win this game by a touchdown. And I think we just have to take, again, the Bills are a really good football team. But I don't think they're quite as good as people are making them out to be at this point. And guess what? If they go and win this game, the herd was right and I was wrong. The herd was
5: right. Yeah, and uh, I don't think Buffalo right now, not, your, your number one defensive DVOA team, as you mentioned, the, the competition they've had where you get the, get Davis Mills at home last week, the two like attack Jacoby Brissett combo. Ben Roethlisberger in in Week One for Buffalo, and you had uh, Taylor Heineke playing from well behind most of that game. Those are those are the four quarterbacks, or the five quarterbacks, I should say they faced so far. The thing to me that it, this is more just from the the spot perspective, Jeff, because Kansas City, the only defense in the NFL, bottom five in yards for play allowed in both run and pass game. I mean the, the numbers don't lie with how bad this Chiefs defense is. But it, it it's interesting to, to see this go to two and a half. Feels like a little market disrespect on the Chiefs. And I I can't help but think about a line that was very similar last year. AFC Championship game. I I loved Buffalo. Teased them up to nine last year. And we saw Sean McDermott. We've seen so many coaches around the league, Jeff, change how they play solely against Kansas City and not against anybody else because of what the Chiefs do to you offensively. Sean McDermott settled for, what, two field goals inside the the Chiefs' five-yard line in the first half when they were in control of that game, Buffalo, for the Bills last year. As much as I want to say that the Bills have learned from that, I still don't really trust them, if that makes sense. From a coaching perspective, to your point, not only is it a step up in class, but Sean McDermott has not had to have this sort of coaching spot since the AFC Championship game. I think they might have a hard time adjusting from that sense, and we've said this basically every week. I don't like teasing against Kansas City just because of the volatility. I don't think Buffalo's a bad teaser spot, but I, I don't know that I would be in love with it. I, I kinda lean Kansas City. I don't want any part of the game though. I there, don't have a strong feeling. There are it.
6: better teaser options. Well. I agree with you on that. And I'll look, I, I don't to. mind Buffalo up to eight and a half. Don't mind it. But by, by the way, uh Fury with a knockdown oh. of Wilder in round three.
5: Uh Fury minus three thousand behind us. Wow. And there All right. you go. We'll update you on that next with Jeff Watches on his uh his French feed next to me on the desk. We'll get more NFL previews as well coming up after this here on Visa Investing.
2: This is Bet Center on VSin, the sports betting network.
5: Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com/slash credit. We're back on VSin Bet Center. All sorts of action going <laughs> on a Saturday night in Las Vegas. Back at the Circus Sportsbook Studios with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. He- I had a feeling this would happen, Jeff. You couldn't help yourself. You went in on the fight, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Fury gets up to a near three dollar favorite, minus three oh five behind us at Circa. Deontay Wilder closes as high as plus two fifty five, and you sir have a bet on. Yeah, I took Wilder. I took plus two fifty was the number I got on Wilder. And what is happening so far? Tomar from our our French correspondent, Jeff Barrow. Total
6: chaos. Uh, Fury knocked down Wilder in the third. Wilder returned the favor, knocked down Fury twice in the second, Uh, and chaos. What is it live right now? Because live at
5: DraftKings, Tyson Fury minus two forty five, Wilder plus one eighty. So you're a little bit ahead. I I don't know. I think Wilder worth worth a worth a little piece at this point at that plus one eighty five. We talk about in game in so many sports, Jeff, but it's from. Bo- standalone this is, this is boxing events of is very interesting because we always talk about. All right, how does the algorithm deviate from the pregame number? I mean, once a f- it's almost like. Don't you think, Jeff, from a fighting standpoint, from a boxing match, an in-game boxing match, you shouldn't really have any correlation to no, the there's, pregame. There's, there's, number. There, really no, really shouldn't. No, there's no, there's no. Look, there's,
6: I know our guys behind us here at Circa all the time. It's it human element. I would imagine even the books that usually would use the computer here, mm. this is all humans doing this live, especially on a fight of this magnitude. No, that makes sense.
5: You still like
6: uh I mean Wilder's at least live. No, to the fight. I, Wilder's and very compared much to
5: number, very, the fight, the second I, fight where it was a what, total beatdown.
6: Is is there a is there a number for draw? Because remember the first one in Los yeah. Angeles ended controversially in a draw. I do not uh, see a draw right now. Okay, that. I was going to say. I will look at other. We'll uh, see if we get other, that. But, other uh, sources, but yeah. let, let, we'll keep you apprised here, guys. But let's get back to the NFL okay, here.
5: We'll get back. In. I yeah. know we knew we knew we'd get down this rabbit hole uh, somehow well, with Jeff after a crazy night that ended up with Jeff and I both pushing on Alabama second half <laughs> uh, as they lose by three massive upset on the road at Texas A and M. All right, in our uh, next couple segments, we'll, we'll get into also the games. Uh, that uh, that we like the most. One game, though, that is in the the circuit consensus. We'll just finish out that thought for now because it's a game you do like, Jeff, and it's a game I have a play on in a teaser leg, and that is Chargers hosting the Browns. We've seen this line get up now, Jeff, as high in in a lot of the contests. It's in the one-and-a-half range, but money coming in on the L.A. Chargers, two or two-and-a-half I'm seeing uh, in the market. You agree with the move here?
6: A little surprised uh, that this has gone up as much as it has. I think Cleveland's a good teaser play, but I like the Chargers in the game. We put the Chargers in the contest. I understand the spot isn't the greatest for the Chargers. Short week off an emotional win in, yes, I know it was a home game, but it's really a road mm-hmm. game at home because of all the Raider fans that were there at SoFi. Short week against, uh, Ben, if, you were, if I were power rating the AFC teams right now, these are teams one and two in the AFC to me at the moment. They have shown me more than Buffalo has so far this year, both of these teams. And you have Justin Herbert with a coaching staff, which, by the way, Brandon Staley, quickly becoming the favorite of anyone with, anal- with an analytical mind at all in, uh, in, in the ranks of, of NFL down head coaches. What? Seven to one to win. Coach
5: Seven to
6: year. one uh, behind us. Plus four fifty. It's all the way down Whoa. there. Uh, which yeah. I wouldn't take that. That number's too short. But the Chargers pass rush is really good. And Baker looked pretty poor last week with that partially torn labrum and the non-throwing shoulder. Now, if there is a weakness to the Chargers' defense, it is their run defense. And what does Cleveland do better than anyone? In a traditional sense, run the football. You have two great running backs. You have Chubb, you have Hunt. That is a concern. But in the end here, I think the Chargers are better to get the game at home. Uh, this is a step up for Cleveland after the last few weeks being against, again, uh, the Texans, who are the NFL's worst. Where they were struggling until Tyrod got hurt. The Bears, who they let the Bears hang around a lot longer than they needed to in that week three game. And last week, Minnesota, again, I was very impressed by their defense to hold that offense to seven points. So uh, in the end, I like the Chargers. Herbert also, too. If you have a big bloated number on him to win the MVP, you're sure if you feel, you be feeling
5: great about that ticket right now. That, what is that down to now? Isn't that single digits? It's nine point? to one. Yeah. Nine to one, ten to one. Forty to one at one point on Justin Herbert. Yeah. No longer. What's interesting, too, you point out the spot. I think this is a bad spot for both teams. I don't think, like, Cleveland comes into this game 14 players on the injury report, and they'll be without Jedrick Wills. their are starting left tackle. Yes. And a very good Huge blocker there. And so to me, A, you mentioned the Baker Mayfield piece to this, Jeff. Sub-50 PFF passing grade, which is a really, really bad, to put it in layman's terms, 39% of his passes were uncatchable last week. When he was, I thought the Browns should have won that game by a pretty wide margin in Minnesota. We talked about that, had the Browns in the contest, had them as a teaser leg when they went to plus one Sunday morning behind us at Circa. And so, yeah, with even though they're second in rush, uh, rush offense DVOA so far, third in defensive DVOA, I do worry about that from, from the Baker Mayfield element of this. And while the Chargers do struggle defending the run... Uh, it's you're asking a lot out of a Cleveland defense who basically carried them for, for three and a half quarters in that game against Minnesota. Second straight road game. You, you get, in, again, the spot, as you mentioned, Jeff, with the Chargers on a short week after an emotional divisional win. It's why I actually, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to play it at 47, but I, I, if anything, I would play under in this game, Jeff. Under 47, I, I kind of like that play because as we've seen with these Cleveland games, they're a ball control, time of possession team, but they don't really put together full drives. How many Browns drives this year have stalled out at about the 35 yard line? And either Stefanski goes for it or Baker takes a sack and they have to, they have to punt in plus territory. It's happened a lot this year. I kind of like under 47. And, just, and by proxy, Jeff, I teased Cleveland up. I played a six and a half point teaser. I got him up to nine, teased him with Dallas, who we'll talk about later. And I think in a game like this, I figure to be somewhat low scoring, maybe lower than people think. I think this, this is either way is played to a one-possession game. I don't have a lot of conviction as to which side will win because I think you make some good points on L.A., but give me, the, give me the Browns. I'm going back to the well on the teaser leg, up to plus nine. I'll, I'll be tempted to look at this, uh, this in-game under potentially, maybe if we get a, a, a weird random uh, touchdown right out of the gates here and we get over up, up to above 50.
6: Yeah, I, look, I don't mind that angle in-game under. Look, that, that game that a lot of people liked over on Monday night went way under on Monday night with the Chargers and the uh, and the Cowboys. Uh, week two, a game that seemed like it was going to be a pretty ridiculously high-scoring game. Went under. Week one, went under. Chargers have low-key been a very good under team so far. The only over
5: was week three against Kansas City. Only over. Week three, again, and I, I wonder how that happened. Oh, yeah, Kansas City defensively. Yeah. So those are your five consensus plays in Circa Millions for this week again. Carolina laying the three against uh, Philadelphia. 49ers plus five and a half on the road at Arizona. Also, uh, you go with uh, the, you get uh, Chargers minus two at home against the Browns. The Buffalo Bills, two and a half on the road against Kansas City. And uh, your third Titans, four and a half, laying that at Jacksonville. Before we hit a break, as there's again your selection counts, Jeff, one that's showing up on your screen as Pick'Em. I wanted to mention this because I, neither you or I, I don't think, has a play on it, but it is worth uh, talking about right now because of breaking news that just came out uh, less than an hour ago. We thought this was the direction it was trending in the Denver Pittsburgh game, but it has now been uh, at least upgraded and almost confirmed here. Teddy Bridgewater in concussion protocol all week, the quarterback for the Broncos. He was a firm questionable all week, Jeff, now upgraded to probable a less than an hour ago. And we've seen this shift from Pittsburgh laying one most of the week to a pick 'em to now Denver minus one and a half as high as minus two in the market. And, and you have to say, the differences between Bridgewater and Drew Locke, the quarterback options for Denver, that, that has to be a worthwhile line move, right? I mean, yes. it's not an overreaction. No, not,
6: not at all, because the way Pittsburgh could win this game is if, let's say, Locke were playing, Drew Locke turns the ball over, hands Pittsburgh points, that defense scores, that could happen a little Lock Bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over. So this is a more ball-control game for Denver, where, look, Ben is going to make mistakes in this game. We know that's going to happen. Denver is a better defense than what he saw last week in Green Bay, who turned him over. What he saw two weeks ago against Cincinnati, turned him over multiple times. And uh, look, uh, I, the Ben Ben Roethlisberger at this point is a bottom six starting quarterback in this league, and Denver's defense is more than good enough to take full advantage of that. And it's crazy to think about this: the Steelers, who I thought I, I was down on going into the year, and I thought. Can't really play under eight and a half. Even in the even with Mason Rudolph and Doug Hodges, they still fan, managed <laughs> to go five hundred. They are they're they're, uh,
5: they're really heading towards a, a six and eleven bottom out at this point. Ben Roethlisberger this year under pressure, Jeff. He's taken ten sacks. He's completed twelve passes. It's not cool. so I, I rest. I rest my case. And for, for I think a lot of people too might be a little bit quick to jump off the Denver ship. I know we mentioned how, again, you can only control who you play on the schedule. 3-0, were they a, a true 3-0 team? Probably not. At the same time, you basically watched a half of a football out of them last week because with Drew Locke, who was PFF's, what, 29th graded quarterback last year, that game was over as soon as as soon as soon he came into the game last week for Denver. So to me, it's not like, it's it's hard for me to sit here and say, all right, well, Denver lost that game to Baltimore at home. They're done. Just throw them out and, and look to say Pittsburgh is a short home dog. I don't think that way. You have to think Big Fangio is going to really, uh, really put Ben in a you tough should. spot. Uh, when we return, we'll get into some of our best bets for the week. We've given you an idea on some of them, but there's others still to talk about. We will do that next as we roll on right here on BC BetSense.
2: Is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network.
5: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSN is. Here to make you a smarter better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. We welcome you back in Vsin Bet Center on a Saturday night in Las Vegas. Back with Jeff Parles. He is uh, turned into our French correspondent, actually now British correspondent, I'm sorry, watching this Wilder Fury three. Heavyweight a title bout on his, uh, his 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 BT sports stream over oh, there. Oh yeah, exactly. Jeff, you took a fly, You took a stab on uh, wilder. What plus uh, two eighty five? You got him at, and he uh, looks like he's he's a
6: running out of steam
5: here. Overdoes cash though, right? We we yes, made it the through over, eight the, rounds. We are seven in ra- and a half was we the We are
6: in round nine, so the over seven and a half is in. Uh, again, this has been a fight where both guys have been on the canvas. Uh, wilder probably going to get a 10-7 mixed in there as well, which is really the only reason that this fight isn't completely over at this point uh but uh look in the end here Tyson Fury is is a mountain of a man and he is literally and figuratively uh, in, yes. every, in every respect uh, what 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 a, what a fighter he is
5: yeah and look also to have covid this summer you talk about uh Tyson, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder one of these two looking uh, not necessarily out of shape but gassed you might not have guessed it would be Ah, uh, Wilder, but right now you're live betting odds. Tyson Fury at DraftKings minus 4,000 live. Sounds right. If you're right. watching along with us, Deontay Wilder, 10 to 1. So at least, if you bet the over, this got juiced to minus 135 on the over, 7.5 at most shops. That is the one bet that is cashed so far, and we'll see whether this is Fury by decision or Fury by knockout. Those were two of the popular props uh, you could also bet in this fight. All right, let's turn our attention back to the NFL as we go through our Week 5 slate. We get into now our... Best bets for uh, for the week five action, Jeff. I know we've we've kind of given we've tipped our hand a little bit. Some of the plays for week five uh, with you and uh, you and the West man, Wes Reynolds. You guys are what 15 and five, right? In 1000000s you're off to a good start.
4: pretty, we are.
5: pretty soon. You're going to start uh, hiding your plays on on the show. It uh, is uh, what's the I deadline? Mean, I mean, at I Three mean, I, mean,
6: I mean, by the time that we're on this show, the Circa plays are all public, so everyone knows what yeah, everyone's picking still,
5: anyway. Games. You guys are you guys are feeling pretty good about yourselves. Uh, you're what uh. 91st percentile, something like that. Tied for 91st, 94th, whatever okay. it is. Nice.
6: That whole, that whole, whole. There's a lot. of. There's a small. There's a very small. Fi- there's five at the top at 18. A small group at 17. A slightly bigger group at 16. And a whole boatload. A big, at a, a, a big group at 15. The big,
5: the, the 14, 13s are where those giant All right. groups are. I'm at, I'm at 13, but I'm not in the actual circumnavigations. Yeah. Exclusive Veasan. <laughs> Pick a tied for second right now. Aaron Oster, give him a shout out. He's 14 and 6, the away. Producer of the nightcap with Tim Murray. So, uh, Jeff, you and uh, the Westman, you mentioned a couple of your contest plays, but for the people, what do we got? What do we got this week, Jeff?
6: New York Jets, Jacksonville mentioned Jaguars. That mentioned that already.
5: Mentioned that already.
6: The Chargers. You mentioned it. Uh, those. That's number three. Uh, you're seeing on the screen right now, these are what I played personally, which I've only played Carolina minus three. Uh, and the Jets and the Ravens in a teaser. There we go, Ben. Nice. Uh, so those Look are the two you. plays for this weekend. Uh, uh, contest-wise, though, uh, I'll do it one more time so we're not uh, confusing the listeners that are watching on uh, vcin.com. The Jets, Jags, the Chargers, the
5: Kansas City Chiefs, and the San Francisco 49ers were okay. the five that we have in the Millions. All right. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Baltimore in, in a moment. There's, again, one more time your selection counts for the Millions. As for my contest play, so we've talked about New Orleans, Washington. I'm taking New Orleans, laying the two and a half. We have uh, we've talked about the 49ers. I'm also on San Francisco, uh, plus five and a half at Arizona. I'm also following the consensus. I'm on Carolina, uh, plus, uh, minus the three at home against Philadelphia. A cu- cu- couple other ones though that we have not gotten to yet, Jeff. How about this game: the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys? Which uh, we this to me. There's a number of survivor options we could go to as well. I, you were you were usually you know me pretty well, Jeff. I'm usually not one to be playing touchdown favorites in the contest. It is very rare; happens a couple times a year. This is a spot I I absolutely love for Dallas. And you're seeing the market. Oh. There's been some sharp action on the Giants from seven and a half down to seven. I think Dallas, Jeff, is a great teaser candidate this week. I don't even mind laying the seven with them outright. I am playing Dallas and Survivor. I think it's an outstanding spot, especially to go against the New York Giants, who most more times than not lose that game in new Orleans last week down 21 10 in the fourth quarter huge game for them to come back so much so many emotions going on keep in mind and there you see all of uh, all of my plays you see the this is the game we talk about Dak Prescott this is when he got hurt last year this was the gruesome leg injury nobody's really talked about that I don't feel like Jeff the fact that he is coming back for this game now Dallas rolling on all cylinders second and early down success They're third in offensive DVOA First in offensive rushing DVOA. They've basically been top three in every single category offensively this year. And, uh, and Jeff, I understand some of the sharp, uh, the wise guy action coming in on the Giants, especially getting that hook at plus seven and a half. But I cannot see a scenario where Dallas loses outright this week, Jeff. I might get burned back door on the seven. Daniel Jones has been good quarterbacking the, the Giants this year. But I don't see how this Giants defense stops Dallas offensively. I really don't.
6: It's kind of one of those scenarios uh, where I just have a hard time getting in front of betting against this Dallas offense at this point, where That's the cowboys doubt. the Cowboys offense are very, very similar to what the Chiefs were the first year with Mahomes, where we didn't quite fully grasp what we were dealing with. But I think we're going to be by the end of this year fully grasping how great this offense is. They are the best offense in the NFL. I think they'll be able to do whatever they want. I think they are a great teaser leg. I'm with you on that. Uh, but I'm not all the way there on lane seven just because you have a lot of backdoor opportunities. And look, Daniel Jones has been really good the last
5: three weeks. in uh, pro football focus, passing grade so far. He's really cut down on even his turnover-worthy plays to, to 2.2% this year. I No, I, I agree with you on that, Jeff. To me, this is just strictly a fate of the, of the Giants' defense, 27th in defensive of DVOA so far against the juggernaut. That is the uh, the Dallas offense. I'll also point out, again, no Sterling Shepard, no Darius Slayton once again for the Giants. They obviously found ways to move the ball, despite that, in the win at New Orleans last week. From a survivor standpoint, this is interesting because, uh, A, now if you're playing in the Circus Survivor, Jeff, this is one you probably wouldn't want to touch because Dallas in the Circus Survivor, the Thanksgiving Day games, that slate of three is its own entity. But most people, Jeff, are of the thought that you have to save Dallas for that uh, that game on Thanksgiving against the Raiders at home. If you're in just a standard survivor league, like many of us uh, many of us are, and there you see Vikings overwhelmingly the top selection, that kind of explains why the Cowboys are down at sixth, at least in Circa. I think this is a really good spot. I, tr- I trust Jeff, at least from winning the game outright, Dallas, more than I trust Minnesota, even more than I trust New England, which we can get into, even though I know it's Houston, I know it's Davis Mills, but I, from a pure trust standpoint, I think I trust uh, Dallas the most in this spot, and that's, that's the side I'm going to play. Look, at Min- I think Minnesota's the one. You like Minnesota? I
6: think Minnesota's the one this week. I just don't overthink it. And look, if Minnesota goes down, half the field goes out this week in the, Sur- the Circus Survivor co- uh, Contest. But Minnesota's the play. I, I, for me, if I was still at a survivor pool, that would be the one I would look at this week. I, I just Detroit on the road with that defense, especially with how Minnesota looked
5: last week, that's a great bounce-back spot for the Vikings. It is a good bounce-back spot. Uh, I will say... and. By the way, I'll just throw in one other thing on on Dallas. We haven't really talked about in-season futures that we've made um, at all. We we talked preseason, and uh, you and I, Jeff, we we're both on the Browns to win the AFC North preseason. Mm-hmm. I made one. I've made one in-season futures bet, and that is uh, made it today. Dak Prescott at minus 165 to be named Comeback Player of the Year. Great
6: number at this point. I mean,
5: it's a great number. What am I missing on that? Any, I, I, Unless if he, uh, again, like he could. Yeah, look, he he could get hurt tomorrow. That bet could be done. My teasers could go down. I could lose in Survivor, and everything could go to hell. But I'm, I'm guessing that's not going to happen. That's just a, that's just a hunch, Jeff. You never know in the NFL. I think minus 165. I think is it's a, a great, great number. Yeah. It's a great number. So I, I laid a I laid a good amount uh, on, on that uh, largest bet I've made of anything uh, this NFL season. On that, I, I did play though, as you saw a moment ago. I played Detroit as a, as a contest play. Really, a, a kind of a on, from a number standpoint, Jeff. It is a pinch the ultimate pinch your nose spot. I heard a lot though this week, and we haven't we haven't seen this a ton in the past, but I really did feel like, and there's all the all the plays I've gotten in the contest, survivor, and actual plays. We haven't really gotten to the point yet where books are purposely moving lines even higher to protect them against teaser possibilities. But teasers, I feel like this year particularly, Jeff, have gone to just another level. So many people are playing teasers, they're great profitable opportunities for you, even if books have raised the juice in some cases all the way up to, to minus uh, 140 in some spots. So I actually think, Jeff, this line is probably a couple points too high just because the books want to, to provide the teaser protection. I know the Sharps are on Minnesota early. I still don't really trust, especially with Minnesota's defense, I, I, the Lions can still move the ball with Jared Goff. They were unfortunate with, what, three red zone turnovers last week. I kind of like them to stay in the number, even though I, I'm not, I wouldn't go against you with the survivor uh, strategy of Minnesota. Two
6: two different bets. Two different bets there, Benny.
5: Yeah. Also, uh, by, by the way, uh,
6: Tyson Fury, 11th round knockout uh-huh. of Deontay Wilder. Uh, uh, the Gypsy King reigns supreme yet again. Jeff's chase bet.
5: <laughs> At least I bet it's, small. bet it's small. So, oh, Fury by knockout, minus 130, yeah. I think that probably. Yeah, the, uh, I think the rough ones, because
6: you are very close to getting to the finishing of
5: your Fury by decision. That's that kind of rough. That is, uh, that is rough. All right, well, we close the show. Final thoughts on the NFL Week 5 card as we turn the ship over to the Greg Peterson experience after that right here.
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. (sighs)
3: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? The spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Bet
2: Center on VCEN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back. It's our final segment already. I feel like we just started the show, Jeff Barles. A lot happened today. A lot happened. Uh, Ben Wilson (laughs) back with you. Thanks to our whole team. By Tom, check behind the glass. We do have Greg Peterson, the Greg Peterson Experience, coming up next, taking you from 1 to 4 a.m. on uh, the East Coast. Then I'll be right back with you, 5 a.m. on the West Coast, bright and early tomorrow morning for Point Spread Sunday with our guy Mike Pritchard. Uh, But one couple quick updates, Jeff. You mentioned before we went to break, Tyson Fury by knockout over Deontay Wilder in the third uh, rendition of this fight. World heavyweight title goes to Fury as uh, almost a $3 favorite, over $3 in some spots. Fury by KO, minus 130 caches in that position. So that is over. Also over in the NLDS, where the Dodgers win 9 2. Game goes well over the total. Dodgers even up the series at one now, Jeff, on the Giants. And it's just the precarious nature of the DS series with it being best of five, where you go from, and Giants really felt like they were in the driver's seat last night. All of a sudden, we're, t- we're tied. It's a best of three, and the Dodgers get two of the next three at home. Yeah, I'm curious to see what that price is reposted at because the
6: Dodgers were, well, it is still minus, they were minus 150, give or take, pre series. Yep. Hard not to say that they're going to be higher than that when this reposts. Minus 175, minus 180, especially with Scherzer going in game three against Alex Wood, who was just announced by Gabe Kapler.
5: So I. We did just get, by the way, Braves Brewers was reposted. It is. Pick'em minus one ten. Yeah, so we way. saw
6: one minus one fifteen yeah. on Milwaukee DraftKings pick, and that's not surprising. That feels about right. But look, uh, Giants won one hundred and seven games in the regular season. They've been discounted out the entire way. Would it shock you if they end up getting this back to five in San Francisco? and We get a winner nope. take all. No, nope. no, that would be uh, what? That would be next Thursday night.
5: I believe so. Yeah. Yes, that would be something.
6: That'd be something else. It would be-
5: uh, also, one quick college football update. We we got to chat with the Stormy Bonantoni, uh, host of my guys in the desert here from this studio Mondays through Fridays. And she is the sideline reporter tonight on ESPN for the, uh, the UCLA and uh, Arizona game. We gave her a hard time. So, look, you got, this is a game line of 16 here, Jeff. What positivity is there to take away from Jet Fish in Arizona? And she was kind of buying the, the Arizona Kool-Aid. And so far, that has really played out. It's 17-16. UCLA was favored by 16 Third quarter, eight eighteen to go, Jeff. They had, uh, what, three passing yards, the Bruins in the first half, and a mightily struggling down in Tucson against the 0-4 Wildcats.
6: Yeah, a pretty ugly showing so far by UCLA. Uh, and again, their, their season really collapsed these last uh, last few weeks. Uh, that loss to Fresno was a loss you just can't take. And then last week, Arizona State run, ran 52 plays and scored 42 points. Uh, you can't lose mm-hmm. in that fashion. It just... A year that had so much promise, and look, this is kind of the second consecutive year where we got duped in a, with a team beating LSU early in the season, and we thought, oh, maybe this team's going to be really good, but then LSU ended up being horrible. So, last year's Mississippi State, this year's UCLA.
5: And for Chip Kelly, <laughs> so, so much promise, as you point out at the start, and right now they're, they're, laying, they're still favored in the game, as you would imagine, but down to minus seven and a half live. Not sure I would want to be playing that right now, but they do have the ball right at about midfield. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the Bruin quarterback, just four of 12, 38 yards passing, touchdown, and an interception. All right, let's give our final thoughts, Jeff, on the NFL card for week number five. We've already given you our contest plays, some of the, uh, the teaser legs we like, survivor options. One game we haven't mentioned, though, and I don't know that either you or I will end up having this in the account, but I wanted to bring it up because it is probably your candidate for fishy line of the week. One that I I kind of like, but I'm gonna am I'm gonna stay away, and that is uh, my hometown team, Green Bay Packers, going to Cincinnati is a three point road favorite. All sorts of sharp action gobbled up Cincinnati plus three and a half down to three. Trying to I'm trying to make sense of this, line, Jeff, because this is the ultimate. It, it seems like the ultimate. All right, public action going to be on Green Bay, sharp action, wise guy money, whatever you want to call it, backing Cincinnati at home here. Where do you, where do you stand on this game? It's a game I really have had a hard time trying to, to figure out, uh, at least on the surface here. You see some two-and-a-halves now in the market.
6: What have the Bengals done to warrant the respect that they have gotten in the betting markets? Now, realistically, three straight weeks. Because that Chicago game in week two... We were all for Chicago. We, again, right side the whole way, Bears had to hold on for dear life to cover the two-and-a-half early, the one late. They were steamed in week three against Pittsburgh. Ended up being proper. They were over a touchdown against Jacksonville last week. They didn't cover. Probably should have lost the game. Very easily could have lost the game. What have they done to garner the respect where Green Bay, who I understand has secondary issues with injuries, Jari Alexander won't play, and that's obviously a big blow. But last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers is still playing quarterback for the Packers. And since the week one debacle, Aaron Rodgers has been great. Really, actually, since the second half against Detroit. on um, Aaron Rodgers has been awesome. Not quite what he was a year ago, because that was the best season he's ever had. But he's been great. And I'm still waiting for Cincinnati. Cincinnati, again, they're 3-1. They're overachieving. The Burrow, I still think, isn't all the way back yet. And until he gets all the way back, I'm not going to fully respect them as much as the market seems to respect them. So I think Green Bay is going to win the game. I at two and a half. I think it's really good. I understand it may be very square, but I you're going to give me less than the. I have to lay less than a field goal with Aaron Rodgers at the yep. Cincinnati Bengals. Come on now.
5: I, I feel the same. Come on way. now. You know, if anything, you get to look at our uh, props for the game, courtesy of DraftKings. Keeping in mind these numbers are a bit skewed by the horrible output in Week One the Packers had against New Orleans in Jacksonville eighth in offensive DVOA. They've been seventh and third down efficiency. Now the defense has not been good in Jair Alexander with him being out. The three cornerbacks on the depth chart, Jeff, behind him have all been below, well below average with their pro football focus coverage grades. However, I, I, I worry about Cincinnati being a bit one-dimensional in this spot with Joe Mixon. He is a firm questionable, but all, all reports indicate he's not likely to play. Even Look, the one benefit Cincinnati has is they have the extra rest coming off the Thursday night game. Joe Burrow, what you want the numbers have been really good two really solid games back-to-back for burrow and and this is a team overall jeff you look at you know look at the numbers here they get t higgins back at the same time at fifth in defensive dvoa that's what they've hung their hat on i i actually look i I don't think the defensive numbers for cincinnati will hold up And we've talked about this just especially from the scheduling who they who they have faced before really minnesota the only offense they have faced you could argue is a legit offense, and that was such a weird week one game. It's also tempting to, to throw that out as well, keeping in mind they almost blew the game, did uh, did Cincinnati. So I think when you combine, I, I do like Green Bay in the spot, but I think I actually love over more here. 50.5 is your total. It's starting to creep up. It's at 51 at circa. I haven't played this yet, Jeff, but the sense I get with how banged up Green Bay is secondary-wise, I think Cincinnati will be able to throw the ball on them consistently, but I am not at all buying this, this top five, uh, defensive DVOA defense for Cincinnati. No way. I, I think Green Bay will be able to name their score. Look, could the Packers uh, lose a shootout here, lose like 33-30? I could see it, but I, I think there will be points here, and I, I just don't really agree with the line of three on Cincinnati's side.
6: The Bengals were one yard away from being 21 nothing down at halftime at home to Jacksonville.
5: They were one missed, uh, missed call in, in overtime against Minnesota week mean, I mean, I mean again, they've gotten very lucky so far this
6: year. They didn't even play well offensively against Pittsburgh. That was that Pittsburgh game is the main reason that that DVOA looks good because they yeah. tortured Ben Roethlisberger the whole day, and that was more honestly. That's I, I think that more has to do to Big Ben wash washed. I think so more than the Bengal defense is really any good. I, again, I think that's a, 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 a this is a false front we've seen so far from Cincinnati I, this year. False nine,
5: maybe. Yeah. False. I, like I like the terminology, Jeff. Uh, before we go, you mentioned as well. We didn't. We haven't talked about this yet. But in your teaser, like teaser you're playing, you are targeting the Monday night game as well. Yeah. Strictly, uh, you like Baltimore. Yeah. I, I just. I think Indianapolis really isn't
6: any good. Last week, they, they desperately needed to win that game. I don't, I'm not. A, I don't think the Dolphins are particularly good. Which, by the way, we didn't really touch on that game. Miami are nothing in that Tampa game. Getting ten. I agree. Um, but you look at you look at this for Baltimore. Coming off of, coming off now three straight wins, they have found themselves. They're going for the record for most consecutive 100 yard rushing games as a team as well. Uh, you can get six and a half now at uh, DK. I think that's pretty good if you can get that down to a half. I put it at and one. seven everywhere else. Yesterday, here. yeah. So uh, look, I, I the Ravens are just better. They're just a better football team, and and Carson Wentz is going to turn the ball over in this game as well. So I wasn't comfortable laying a touchdown. But very comfortable to just have Baltimore to win the game in a All teaser. Right.
5: This has been a crazy night—a night where Alabama yeah. w- had won their last 100 games against unranked teams. They go down to Texas A&M, and we we're are we were happy to be here for it the whole way, even though we ended up pushing. It. But anyway, for Jeff Parles, for Wyatt Tomczyk, our producer, the whole Visa team. I'm Ben Wilson. Saying so long. Stay tuned to us, Visa Esports Betting Network. Greg Peterson experience. It starts next right here on Visa Esports Betting Network.
1: Real Steel Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024 See participating retailer for details It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And Jeff Dye
6: back in the ring Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return For an electrifying fourth season Hey Jeff